So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. And I just want to say you should be super proud of yourself. There are literally millions of men around the world struggling with porn addiction, struggling in their masculinity, struggling with sexual sin and in their identity, and they are not taking the kind of steps you are to get free. And, you know, a podcast may not cure everything, um, but the fact that you're listening today says a lot about you, says a lot about your character and how serious you are about this area of your life. And I want to commend you for taking a brave step. You really should be proud of yourself. Um, and, you know, that's a statement that we say often in our community is you should be proud of yourself because I think uh, too often we are just very critical of ourselves. You know, we're really critical and we're harsh on ourselves for our small shortcomings, you know, that often pale in comparison to the great successes. And sometimes we just lose sight of our greatness. So you should be proud of yourself. Um, I don't have anything to promote to you today. I want to just jump right in and talk a little bit about elephants and goldfish and how both of these very different animals teach us about what it looks like to manage memory correctly. If you think about the the different elements that factor into any kind of compulsive behavior, whether it's poor dieting, whether it's smoking, whether it's doing drugs, drinking, or in our case, pornography and masturbation, maybe sleeping around and some promiscuity, just depending, I suppose, there's there's a couple things that that will factor into somebody's recovery process. We have identified three pillars that we can say with relative confidence if your recovery process involves these three pillars, you're going to have a pretty good chance at lasting freedom. And those three pillars are building self-awareness, healing of the heart, and establishing your identity. But it's interesting because it's it's not as simple as just knowing those three principles and then doing your best to live by them. Like anything, true mastery is in the intangibles. It's in the nuances. And there's many nuanced elements to addiction recovery. You think about somebody's personality. Uh, you think about culture and upbringing. Um, you can think about somebody's faith background uh, or lack thereof. I mean, these are more intangible elements that play into, uh, for starters, somebody's perception of what is even problematic behavior to begin with, but then certainly what the recovery process may look like. And uh, they all have their place, but I, I think the the one element that I've been really conscious of lately is, is that, um, is memory. And memory is a really, really interesting thing because it, it plays into several layers of addiction and addiction recovery. So let me illustrate this a little bit. I'll use my own personal example. I I don't have tons of memories at this point of of watching porn. Like there's I mean, I'm sure if I went back there, I could find them. But there aren't a lot of memories that are actually like quick to recall because it's just not really part of my life, right? It hasn't been part of my life for six and a half years. Those memories are quite a bit further back. But when I was in recovery, 
uh, I had lots of memories, lots of fresh memories. Even when I would open up my laptop and open up the browser, there's there's muscle memory that comes in. Like my fingers start typing website URLs that I was just accustomed to visiting. My brain has a neurological association, right? It's 11 o'clock at night. My work is done for the day. The laptop's open. I'm still a little bit bored. Maybe I'm edging a little bit. Memory starts to kick in and I start to gravitate in a certain direction because there's the history there, right? So again, one layer of memory, right? It is it is the sort of the muscle memory from repeated activities where sometimes we're not even thinking about doing the thing that we are trying not to do. The second layer actually plays into our second recovery pillar, which is healing of the heart. And that is sort of the concept that when you are working through the recovery process, you must reflect on parts earlier in your life that may have contributed. And my personal conviction is if you look uh, effectively and appropriately, you will likely find things in your past that have contributed to your addiction. Now, it's not always as simple as if you process trauma from your childhood, you're no longer addicted. It's just not as cookie cutter as that. But Suffice to say, the people who really are free long-term, don't need the internet filters, actually have joy in their lives and are not white-knuckling every day, praying to God that they don't go back to that awful habit. Those people have typically gone on a journey that involved working through memories of the past. And that, I say, is the second layer. And then the third layer is, is kind of tied into how we see ourselves. And it's so interesting, you can you can often tell somebody's memory, what they remember about themselves, based on how they receive a compliment. Because if you receive a compliment in an area where you don't really believe that you're actually whatever, you know, you don't believe that you're lined up or that you, I don't know, you, you match up to the compliment, usually it's because you have memories of times where you fell short. So a personal example. 21-year-old Sathya, addicted to porn, um, starting to take his faith more seriously, starting to make some strides to not watch porn as frequently, but relapsing still and and not getting the kind of traction that he wanted. I don't know why I started talking about myself in the third person. It's so funny. Anyways, won't mess with the good thing here. So um, so Sathya, uh, 21 years old, has a relapse about two hours before going to young adults, uh, young adults gathering. And this gathering really became just instrumental in my early 20s, in my faith journey, my confidence, my development as a man, really helped me in a lot of areas. And so going to young adults being like, dang it, I I came here like wanting to encounter God, but I made the stupid mistake. I'm going to do my best to forget about it. And, um, and, you know, engaging in worship and, and doing my best and, and for the most part, really connecting with God, but obviously having this thing linger over me a little bit, listening to the message and, and, and again, just taking it into the best of my abilities, but aware that, you know, there's kind of this thing that's just hanging over me. And afterwards, I remember somebody came up to me and they said, hey, during worship today, I saw you and I saw that, um, that God God sees you as a man of purity. And it was like, oh, wow, well, you just don't know what you're talking about, you know, because uh, God saw what I did two hours before I came here, and that is the farthest thing from the truth. 
that was sort of my thinking. Why? Because my memory, right, the the very fresh memory was um, incongruent with the message I was receiving. So memory can can often play into our present reality as well in that it often hinders us from believing the truth about ourselves, from stepping into the things God's called us to because our memory reminds us that, oh, no, 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 you're not that person. You wish you were that person, Sathya, but no, 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 we we know what you did two hours ago, right? It's the psychological battle that that becomes like inevitable when you start to receive the truth that is in contrast to your behavior and especially your memory of your behavior. So uh, what I wanted to do in today's episode is set things up. And in tomorrow's episode, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the whole elephants and goldfish concept. But let me let me just um, set the stage a little bit here. Elephants are uh, well-researched for having tremendous memory. Their cortical structures within their brain are very developed as is their hippocampus, which is the part of our brain that is the most associated with memory. I mean, uh, people used to say that it was responsible for memory, but the more we understand the brain, it's really hard to say one area is exclusively responsible for anything. It's just not how it works. The brain is incredibly integrated, multifaceted, very complex in its functionings. But the hippocampus is the most associated part with memory. We just know that when people are, are recalling or when memories are being stored, that part of the brain is active and engaged. And so elephants, you know, they live up to 50, 60 years. And you can kind of imagine that if something is going to live that long, you, you have to have a memory. Uh, you, you have to have the ability, rather, to remember and so for elephants, it's been shown that if they uh, they go to a certain area and they incur an injury or some sort of pain, that they usually do not go back to that area because they remember, right? Now, again, the elephants are not exclusive in this. Uh, you know, uh, there's lots of conditioning examples where we know that animals will gravitate towards reward or they will avoid pain. But elephants will remember those things pretty long term. Uh, one study has even showed that elephants will hold a grudge as in they will remember somebody or or something or you know a fellow elephant that has caused an injury and they it will change the way that they relate to them and this this dynamic is obviously observed in humans it's not always observed in other animals so um, elephants are a great example of what it looks like to have a very fortified and strong memory and how well that can serve them it, it serves them to live 50 to 60 years And our memories allow us to live very long and relatively healthy lives. I mean, we live longer now. We are healthier now than we've ever been before in many ways. Obviously, there's other ways where we're struggling. But if you look at the biological metrics of uh, lifespan, quality years of life, and some of those more fundamental factors, we've never been better. So um, elephants are are a great example of sort of the, the, uh, I don't know, the usefulness of long-term memory. Goldfish are on the other side, and goldfish sort of have this reputation for having like a three-second memory, um, or the memory of a goldfish. I'm sure you've heard that expression before. That's because there's some studies that show in, in as quickly as three to 10 to 15 seconds, a goldfish can forget something. 
And it's a bit of a misnomer because um, all animals have longer-term memory to serve the duration of their lifespan. And, you know, the larger goldfish will live to be 20 years old. And so they do actually have pretty well-developed memory. But uh, the concept is is interesting to us and it's something that we're going to kind of dig into a little bit more in the next episode. Because what we want to do in recovery is we want to have the memories of both elephants and goldfish. We want to have long-term memories that remind us of our story, what's brought us here and where we are going. We want to have long-term memories of our victories and our successes and the strengths that God has deposited within us. And we want to have memories of goldfish regarding our mistakes. It's not that we want to forget them altogether necessarily, but we want to have quick memories. We want to shake them off and not get too caught up in them because if we do, uh, what we end up doing is we actually hinder our progress and we stop ourselves from becoming the person that God made us to be, right? It's 21-year-old Sathya who hears you are a pure man or you're a man of purity, but his his short-term memory is telling him, no, I am not. And if you apply the memory of a goldfish in a situation like that, you can actually shrug off those incidents relatively quickly and you can say, I am a man of purity and you can step into it in a deeper level. And so we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of it in tomorrow's episode. Uh, Steph Curry is somebody we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on his philosophy and what's made him very successful because there's a great application for recovery and I'm really excited for you to learn it all. So that's everything for today, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, if you've gotten some value out of the podcast, I encourage you, please leave a rating and a review on your platform. It helps us. It just allows us to spread our reach. And it also gives people a chance to get the help that they need. And you guys are listening to this probably because you couldn't find a lot of podcasts that were actually serving you and helping you in this area in a way that was actually impactful. And there's other people out there. In fact, there's way more people out there that haven't heard about this podcast yet than there are currently listening. And we want to reach them as well. And you guys get to help us do that just by leaving a rating, a review. It signals to them, hey, this is going to help you. This is going to allow you to further your recovery and to deepen the character that God is forging within you in this season. So you could literally change somebody else's life with a review. And I hope you'll take just two minutes to do that. It would mean the world to me. In the meantime, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.